What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Performance Talk. I'm here with my brother Will from the Wolfpack fam. Today we got uh, some news about the Kailami circuit being pretty much abandoned. Uh, they're, they're seeming like they're not going to entertain it. They're not going to try to push forward with it for several reasons. Now, I do want to be sure that I say this up front because I know they're going to be trolls. I know they're going to be a bunch of people trying to talk about all oh, y'all are supporting terrorists. And all. that's fine. Y'all y'all go talk that if you want to. But what we do not support is we do not support terrorism. We do not support hate speech. We do not support racism. We do not support homophobic. We do not support anything that oppresses any group of people or mental health, period. With that being said, there are still some things that should be talked about as far as this situation, especially in comparison to other situations that have been allowed to slide into home base. Why not this one? So, Will, man, just go ahead and introduce yourself. They should know who you are. WPPN's host. You know what I'm saying? What's up, bro? WPPN news for sure. WPPN. You guys have all seen me, of course, in part of the Wolfpack family in the Discord chat. And uh, so, grudge racing, all that type of stuff. So, just here to, uh, to jump in and talk to Jay about a lot of this as far as the Kailami situation, how this is all going down, uh, some of the, uh, how we've kind of got to this point and why it's all kind of falling apart and maybe some reasons as to why it's gotten to this point. And uh, so we'll just go and we'll discuss. So let me ask you something, brother. So what do you think the import, what do you see as, what do you see the importance to having a South African GP on the schedule? Let me let's start there first, because I don't even maybe some people don't understand what the importance is. And maybe not may not be important to everybody, but that also in its way is a problem, too. So what is the importance to you to have a South African GP on this calendar? I think it's important because especially in this year, 2023, this would be 30 years since there was a South African Grand Prix or just a Grand Prix in, in Africa in general. So. Uh, it's been 30 years since it's been on the calendar and there's been a lot of work that's been put into it to bring it back on the calendar kailami was the last place it was hosted it would be great to bring that back it's the you know out of all the places that we have races for formula one to have to not have one on the calendar in in africa is is just uh something that just is unacceptable um, right there's one african uh formula one champion from you know, from South Africa, Jody Schechter, 1979. So, you know, they were actually the people that were trying to, that family was trying to get this back on the calendar. So just to, to know that so many people raced there also, Senna, Schumacher, mm -hmm. Barrichello, Brundle, Andretti, yeah. a lot of people have, have raced there. There's a lot of history as far as uh, South Africa goes for hosting uh, Grands Prix in, in the past. So I think it is important to bring that back to to the country but you know it's 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 just every other place has a has a grand prix asia has them europe has them north america south america every other continent has it other than obviously antarctica but every other continent <laughs> has australia you know so it, it just seems kind of weird that this is supposed to be a global sport it's supposed to be you know the pinnacle of motorsport and right. there's not a single race in the biggest continent on the planet right right and that that to me also that it, that definitely is a problem i definitely see that as being a problem so then let's let's talk about this why has this deal fallen apart let's let's start there why do so, you think it's falling apart let's do that let me let me be a little bit more correct because people will try to attack us on that why do you think this deal has fallen apart so i think that it goes back to what jody Schechter said uh this is going back to the beginning of this year that a lot of this stuff has always been tied back to to money 
And when this all started to fall apart, this is back in January, and his, his nephew's been working on it for about six years now, his nephew Warren, has okay. been trying to put this all together, put a lot of hard work into it, and they looked like they were getting close to making a deal and putting this back onto the calendar. It looked like the FIA and everybody was on board, and all of a sudden this all became a thing of they were they needed another seven million to make some upgrades or whatever it may be at the at the circuit. And they needed another anywhere between I think it was about one point five million they needed for mm. the people that actually own the circuit. They wanted that in fees to actually okay. put that together. So it, it all seemed like it was coming down to money in the beginning of the, in the beginning of this year. And other people did come up and try to uh, try to bridge that gap. There was a, a South African billionaire, uh, Patrice Maseppi, that tried to. Uh, he actually put in thirty-five million to try to save the deal Jeez. in the beginning. So a lot of people were really trying to still make sure that this could be back on the calendar, and right. it just seemed like as time went on, this was just going to become a thing where they just kept on kicking the, the you know the ball down the road, and it just they weren't able to uh, get this get this money in place to be able to to host it. And they had a bunch of different deadlines. March 30, I think it was uh, March 30th or March 31st was the first deadline where they would have okay. to say at least that we're going to do these things, put these things in place and okay. try to keep this on the calendar. And that one went by. They had another one in May. Uh, the World Motorsports Council is meeting again in June. So that's even though, you know, this news did come out, unfortunately, but there are still some there's still some areas where if they can try to, I guess, bridge this gap for the money, then they'll be able to still keep it on the calendar. Okay. Uh, in June, and I think then again in October. But the problem seems that now that they've put this news out about the um, about these the munitions that are on a Russian cargo right. ship and all that, it seems like now all of a sudden this has become a big issue, and it's put it's put it on hold, or you know they've kind of paused the whole entire deal. My issue with that is they're saying that this all happened back in December of 2022. So if these things were loaded onto a ship back in December of 2022, this deal wouldn't went any further back in January of 2023. They were asking for more money. So okay. it doesn't make a lot of sense. The timeline doesn't make any sense. And okay. for me, if, if the receipts are there and the facts are there and all of a sudden people are starting to then come up with other information, something like this, right. it seems like, you know, there's definitely something going on behind the scenes where somebody's palm was increased. I really feel mm. like this is something that was maybe a political move on the ambassador from the U.S. to South to uh, South Africa. Yeah, I believe that it was also something on their end to try to make a little bit of like a political political statement, since those are all of. Those are those group of countries that are all kind of together as uh, part of BRICS. So that would be these countries that are supposed to be a global, the highest or the biggest global economy in 2050. So I think that there's also right. part of that, too, where they're looking at it as that's Brazil, that's China, that's Russia, that's India, South Africa, all these countries that now they're looking at it as, well, since they all are this, this rising economic power, we're going to do anything we can do to stop certain things even if it's something like a sporting event or whatever the case may be. So I really do think that this news would have came out way before if there really was something going on with weapons being loaded onto a ship back in December of 2022, not coming out now in June right. and putting the deal on hold. So right. it's, 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 it's a few different things. I think it's the fact that this is more of a political stunt. I think that they're really trying to do that just to push that narrative to say, these are these this is you know russia bad things going on there and then right. you have south africa now claim allegedly having you know um military weapons being loaded onto a cargo ship being sent back to uh sent to russia which right. there are no receipts of it 
which is kind of interesting that you know there's it's just been it's just one ambassador saying this is something that possibly happened and then also the fact that they're saying that they haven't been able to come up with not that they can't come up with the money but that certain the, the schecters have pretty much just backed out at this point they're not even right. involved in it anymore because they pretty much just thrown their hands up and said this is ridiculous it's what's the point of even going forward now if you're just going to keep asking for more money and more palms want to be greased so as it currently stands, hmm. there is a company based in Miami, Triple Seven Sports. Right. So they're the ones that right now are kind of you know trying to take the helm with this. But like I said as it stands, it doesn't look like it's going to be going any further. Right, because if they you know if the U.S. <clears throat> finds a reason to sanction it, then it's pretty much like you can't make any type of deal with that country. And what this is this is what I need people to understand. Now, I know previously I did a rant a live. I know I could be abrasive, and that's fine. So definitely, Will, my brother, is a bit more softer with his touch and knowledgeable about what he brings and especially the gems that he'll drop in there. So hopefully it'll be a little bit more palatable for some of you all, give you a little bit different flavor. But this is this is my problem, and I'm not speaking for Will. Will can speak for himself. I'm not saying that I'm supporting anything that may have been done wrong, but like Will mentioned too, and I said in the earlier video, this representative or this ambassador of South Africa by, by way of United States said that they're confident. Confident is not something that is a factual element of truth. It's not something that is evidence. It's a feeling. The other thing was I'd bet my life on it. If you have to bet on it, then it's something that is now still unclear and has not been defined or made it to a point or a fact yet. So these are the words that are being used in this report to say that in December from the 6th to the 8th, a Russian freighter. Also, they've seen one flying a flag, which is crazy why you would do that. And if you were trying to hide something was there for two days. And during these two days, they are confident that they were lo loading ammunition on there that was then sent back to Russia. So this is something that has been going on. You know, the Ukrainian situation, everything. Nobody is supporting that another country oppress another one to try to just take them over. We're not supporting that. But we're saying that Formula One having habit of being consistently inconsistent in the things that they do, the regulations that they enforce, the penalties that they enforce, the judgments that they pass on certain drivers. And this is another situation that I think something is inconsistent because if we're talking about America and some of the presidencies, specifically 45 and Donald Trump with everything that they've said, as far as the borders and Mexico and the Mexican mafia and everything else coming over, we still have a Mexican GP. We still have a Mexican GP. So what is it? If we're talking about Russia, they canceled that. Right. So then if we come to Haas, which is the most un-American American Formula One team, they donned the Russian colors. They were accused of breaking the sanctions. They they factually had dealings with Russia exporting uh, machine parts over there. So what do you think those machine parts were not just for like water guns? They what do you think they found their way into? So, Will, how do you feel about that aspect? as far as the consistency and inconsistency about this situation with Kalami just falling apart. But we got a team on the grid that's had Russian ties and literally have received money from somebody who was literally tied to Putin. How do you feel about that? I think that it goes to what I was saying before that, you know, this is, and you spoke on this as well about the, about the um, UN ambassador, which, uh, or the United States ambassador, which have his name here. We always got to make sure we put the names Ruben, out here. Ruben Brigitte, which, yep. you know, it, it's, it's, they don't have receipts and the whole entire situation with Haas was the receipts were all over the place on that and <laughs> it's not like they were just 
making this stuff up. That really happened. It wasn't just, you know, I bet my life on it type of thing. It was, no, 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 this is really what was what was passed back and forth and the contracts were still in place. I think the, the biggest issue with the, the Haas situation is that other than just said, rather than just saying that there was a, a Russian or uh, a Russian cargo ship flying a Russian flag in a South African naval base, which is the most vaguest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. There right. would be so many things, and you know from being in the Navy, there would be so many things attached to that if that really happened right. logistically and all that. DOL would have all kinds of receipts. All right. the There would be so much paperwork to allow some, for something like that to happen. Even if they were trying to cover it up, something would have been known and it would have came out. With this situation... Right. And the whole Haas situation, um, we can timeline that from the whole entire invasion. Back when they had the invasion in 2022 of February, from that point on, it was kind of like Haas doing like this backstroking thing. They took the liveries off the car. Mm -hmm. They got rid of Mazepin from the team. And then all of a sudden it came out in March that all this stuff with all the dealings with Abomet management, which was the kind of like they're like the conduit company that's based in Belarus. They're the people that would be able to make the deals between Haas CNC because they have the CNC machines mm -hmm. that make the weapons. They were the ones that were able to they're being able to make those broker those deals to get the stuff into Russia. So it didn't just go straight to Russia. It would go through right. them and then it would go to Russia so they can just throw their hands up and say, I don't know what's going on with any of that stuff. So we kind of know where that goes <clears throat> when it comes right. to the military industrial complex. They knew what they were doing. They knew this stuff was going there. But Haas is also their parent company. Haas F1's parent company. Haas CNC mm -hmm. is the number one CNC machine company in the United States. They send those machines and parts and such all over the world. And they make a lot of money doing it. So mm -hmm. now we always joke about Haas F1 and them not having right. any money and things like that. It's a very, very wealthy company, very wealthy right. company. And they deal a lot in um, in the military industrial complex. So the problem with that is when they found those 18 machines worth 2.8 million that was being sent over to over to Russia through this company, Abamet, that's when everything kind of started to like, to uh, the spotlight was, sh was uh, shined on it. PBS did a huge expose yeah. on it. And then the um, Economic Security Council of Ukraine, they weighed in on it because they started to just say that they didn't, they, they didn't think it had anything to do with uh, stuff being sent to Russia, but then they provided the receipts. And they couldn't, it, it all just kind of went away, which is the thing that I've just, it just blows my mind that from March of last year up until now, we haven't really heard anything about these no. machines that they still were shipping from March 4th to October of 2022. That's the gray area. Because if you're still dealing right. in those contracts, then that means that they should kind of not, I'm sanctioned or not an F1 or whatever, whatever the case may be. Right. Those things were still going on. They said they'd stopped all contracts at the beginning of March, but like they said, you can't account for the stuff that was still being sent between March and October of last year. And I don't think anything has come of it so far, but again, it go it just goes to speak to something that was just a a hunch from an ambassador versus receipts and receipts and receipts upon receipts and a whole exposé that was done by, you know, an unbiased journalistic source. It's very, very different, and I just think that this just, it just goes back to, I think it does go back to money. It was the last thing Jody Schechter said was that it's just money, um, and so I, I guess I'll kind of, you know, leave it at, at there for for that thing, the whole hot situation. Just, just money. So do you think that there is a double standard in the way that they handled the hot situation in comparison to how the Kailami situation is being handled? And if not, where are some of the differences? Because, you know, Formula One, Haas is a team that's in Formula One established. 
And when I mean established, I mean purely because they're documented as a team and they attend GPs because, in my opinion, Haas has done nothing to really push the sport of Formula One since they've been it. But you heard, Will, they're a wealthy company. You wouldn't think it, okay? Uh, but as far as Kyle Lamy getting onto the calendar, do you think there's a difference in the way they, they're dealing with that situation versus the Haas situation? I think so. I, I can't. I can't speak for you know who are the who the particular people that might be holding this up. But I do think that you know this the, again. This speaks to why this information came out. Uh, alleged this alleged thing that happened back in this uh, naval base back December. in December. Mm -hmm. The fact that this came out. I'm very very clear on saying that it's alleged because it, nothing has been proved on any of this, and everyone just kind of moved forward with just saying, "All right, well now we have to put the whole thing on hold." I feel like somebody definitely had to have you know uh got this whole rumor thing going and and i feel like they're doing that mainly because it does get tied back for it's it is a money thing but mm -hmm. i think also when it comes to just the way militaries work and the way countries work and all that and, and you spoke on this before on the live when it comes to that kind of stuff i think that uh we're, we're, it's no longer just about the way that the sport uh the way that the sport is handled Mm -hmm. And you're looking at things now like it, it's there's more political things. There's that whole uh, the whole geopolitical world is now it's it's just different from the sport. You had people back in you had the drivers back in Jeddah when they had that missile strike at Aramco right. that did not want to race, and they had them until what two three o'clock in the morning saying you're going to race. They did not want to, and they were going to boycott it. But now all of a sudden, the sports washing that they're doing out there in Saudi Arabia that became more important. Didn't matter that you could see the smoke from like post the picture from Jeddah from the street circuit right. during that during that uh, free practice session. It didn't even matter to them. And that just this is the craziest part is they've got all these Aramco <laughs> advertisers around the track, and then you just see that in the background, like, oh, that's 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 great advertising right there. Ooh. And so I think with the with with Kailami, it's 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 one of a few things because it 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 would make sense to have the to have the race there. It would make sense to move forward with it. But I really do think that the Shaq just put their foot down eventually and just said we're not going to be you know we're not just going to be taken for a ride here. And I also think that they know certain people whoever they are know that they can use this whole geopolitical thing as their as the the scapegoat or as the you know use that as like as the backdrop for why we're we're not going to do it do this here and if we go even further it does seem like you know, the timing was kind of weird that now all of a sudden spa is pretty much clear the way now to be back on the calendar again and they got another one year extension right. if any track is one of the tracks that has been one of the ones that's been teetering it's been spa because they mm. don't want they want they want concessions they don't want to actually be able they don't want to continue to to make the improvements or whatever the case may be that that the fia is trying to get them to do it's like always one thing or another that's why they've had to always get one year extension another one year extension another one year extension so it, you know all of a sudden Kailami's out and then spas back in mm. and there's other tracks that are trying to get on there and it just it, yeah. it does blow my mind that sometimes i think if I put my tinfoil hat on, it is part of that. It is part of that area where we know one particular driver is very, very popular in that area. And if it's Belgium, Austria, or Zandvoort, they're bringing all the fans out because of right. because of his background. So I, I, that's my tinfoil hat thing. I think that yeah. that kind of paved the way to bring that back into the to bring retain that back it. To the equation. And they weren't really caring about having Kyle Ami on there. Right, they haven't cared for thirty years. It would make sense to have it on there. The track is ready. Oh uh, man, you know. the track is beautiful. 
it's a great track. It's a great circuit. I just, you know, and one of the other things that uh, they brought up was two possible candidates that they could use in place of that. And one of them was uh, was Durban, which was a street circuit that's also in South Africa. They had the A1 GP back in the mid 2000s, only lasted for like a couple of years and then that went away. But they did have um, a racing series that went there for a few years and that went away. So that's one possibility. And then they also have the Cape Town. The, the Formula yeah. E, just they, they just opened that track this year and they had the race there. There are other options too. I just really feel like because, and I was gonna, was waiting to get to this, this is just one of those things where it just doesn't matter because it's it's Africa. It doesn't matter as much to them. And I think that it is handled there a little it differently. It's handled differently because it's not the same. I, I've seen it in the comments. I've seen it in the comments when I read through news articles. And as much as I know, reading through comments anywhere can be toxic. Reading through comments right, anywhere right. is a lot of idiots out there. But there are people out there that really don't even believe that it should be hosted there. They just think that it's a waste of time. They don't realize that that's still a thriving economy. There's a lot of people there that, that right. really enjoy Formula One. We have, Facts. we have people here that are within our own community here in Wolfpack that are from South Africa. That right. it's not something that you just kind of brush off because, but we know how a lot of people do feel. And if it goes down that nasty path that we know things tend exactly. to go, then you can kind of see why maybe they're not putting in the, the same effort to effort. make sure that this gets done. That's a fact, bro. And I think, yeah, I'm glad you, you got to it because I was going to punch to it. And I think it's just that it's Africa. I think over, I mean, Africa has been a country that has been stolen, robbed, and pillaged from for generations. And it's not going to stop anytime soon, nor does it does it command or does it is it given or endured the same respect as other places, which is unfortunate. The track it is, it, it, Yeah, go ahead. It really is. And, and the other the other part about it is, you know, I think a lot of people look at it as they don't look at it as, um, you know, you don't refer to you know, Europe as just Europe. You know, everybody knows that right. Europe has all these different countries like Italy and and, um, right. and Britain and you know the Netherlands and Sweden and Norway and all these different countries that are there. But then it's never something like that when it comes to to Africa. It's just Africa. Right. It's just not Africa. referring to any of the different cultures, the different languages, the different countries. It's it's Man, the largest the continent with the most right. language spoken, the most the most different cultures. I mean, it's 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 never looked at it like that. So it just kind of gets brushed over for for everything, really. And to not mm -hmm. be able to have something like that hosted there is it's just kind of absurd in this day and age. When, and I know I know it's our own country, and it's great that we have all these GPS. I wish they were at a couple different places. There's a couple other tracks we have that are a lot better. But right. the fact that we can get that many hosted here in such a little bit, a bit of time, and we can't get one hosted in an entire continent is right. pretty absurd yeah it is ridiculous and i i think it's i think it's an indictment on formula one now I, of course if they come out with with proof and receipts and factual information and everything that you should have when you step out there to accuse a country and i, and I want to be sure and i say this people need to be very careful when disrespecting individual people because of what right now is in the news all right they they are there i don't like the fact that you're just saying south africa like there's a group or a military force or an organization that showed up there to supposedly 
load a Russian freighter. Who is that group? All right. So don't don't assume that everybody in South Africa has something to do with this. These people are finding out about it just like us. South African citizens are finding out about this situation just like us. And some of them are very disappointed about the fact that they're excited. They were excited that it was on the brink of them being able to personally see in their country a sport that they support. Do some and you know what what's really crazy? It's gonna be a certain team it's going to be a certain group of fans that support a team and a driver that are going to say some really ridiculous things about this. And I'm pretty sure things will come out. And it was, what's very disappointing is when Max Verstappen won the championship, one of the images I saw was in South Africa about a whole damn pub, a whole bar of people jumping up and down about it. There are people there that are passionate about the sport, including especially Lewis Hamilton, especially Lewis Hamilton. And I got to say this, people making comment about like Lewis should buy it. I, I don't disagree with that. But my thing is this. I could only imagine if Lewis was currently right now in the negotiating processes of financially acquiring this circuit, I could only imagine the shitstorm people would try to use in the memes that would come out. I could only imagine. And it would be crazy. Do you believe that? I think that if anything that anything that Lewis touches in Formula One, it comes with any any moves that he makes in Formula One. It comes with heavy criticism. It comes with a, a lot of doubts. It comes. I mean, it, it's been happening throughout his entire career. You know, I mean, the, the the greatest move of his career was so lambasted by the media for the longest time I, they really thought he was just done and over with when he made the move from McLaren to Mercedes. I mean, that was the, that was always the biggest talking point right. for a long time. And so, but that's with, but that's with anything. It doesn't matter if it's just, a, if it's the clothes that he wears to the, the jewelry he wears to the people that he's seen with to just an Instagram post. I mean, you can kind of see it no matter what it is for every 10 people that, you know, that, that are really, that are fans or just like to see the wholesomeness of a post or, you know, just, you know, uh, send positivity and, you know, just good vibes about certain things that, you know, is reported that he does and things that he does in the world. There's always at least one other person that goes in the opposite direction just because, well, that's just the way they feel. There's just a lot of hate in their hearts. So I think if that became a thing where he would be able to put either put together a team or he does this on right. his own or whatever the case may be to, to, uh, to try to get Kyle Lamy onto the onto the calendar, yeah, I think that there's always going to be a bunch of people that are going to try to. Um, they're just they'll always find a way to say that there's something wrong with it. They'll always find a way to you know rather than just saying you know showing support and saying hopefully you know we can get this get this thing put together and see where it goes. There's always going to be an issue if it's attached to his name, unfortunately. Right. So let me ask you this: just a not too far off the beaten path, but you know, it's uh, we're talking about circuits. Let's talk. What did you hear anything, or did you see the post about Monaco not really being up to standards for Formula One racing? If that is the case, what do you think about that? If we still consistently or continuously to see Monaco on the circuit on the calendar, I did see that, and I think that as it stands they probably will still have a shot to be on the calendar for quite some time just because of it's it's the it's the aura that surrounds it that they've created over the years it being the triple crown of motorsport it's one of the one of the three so 
just that in itself, I think they're going to continue to host it. I think that they made the concessions to, uh, at least for this year, one of the concessions, I think, to keep it on the calendar was to give up the the um, the broadcasting rights. And that's why they, we didn't have, you know, any kind of like Lance Stroll memes this year. They gave that up to FOM so they, or Liberty Media so that they can actually um, broadcast the event rather than it always being Monaco, which they had done for years. So mm. I think they're making concessions to keep uh, to keep the the race there and i think well, i was saying that it might continue for the next Bro, hold years. on that's funny that that's con the the fact that they're using the term concession instead of like pressure yeah. to me that's like it's more, that's more like yo it's like pre quo what is it pre pre quid quo what is it is that how you say how do you say that, that? you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah quid pro quo bro that's like the it's like cul-de-sac it's like one of the worst a combination of words to try to put it but that's pretty much like that bro it's like if you still want to keep this race although technically you're not structurally sound you got to give up the you got to give up the rights does that doesn't make it any that doesn't make it any better that doesn't make racing any better it's just like you know what we're going to drain you until we quite possibly can't anymore and then we're going to kick you off anyway or we won't kick you off until we get everything and you have nothing but us coming there that's that's trash that's trash yeah. to me and I think that if, if they go down, if FIA goes down the path of what they're saying they're going to do, which is try to reduce, uh, um, make the cars a little smaller, make them a little lighter, which the, the, so they're attempting to do. I don't know how it's going to happen if they're increasing the, the battery and all that MGK, the size and the weight and all that. But I don't know. That's, um, we'll see how that goes. But if they're really trying to do that, then I think they'll probably also use that kind of like as an argument where the cars aren't getting any bigger, then they should be able to uh, navigate around the track a little, little easier. I, I think yeah, that we, they're going to try to saw play. how that worked just like yeah. last week. <laughs> you can't even get around the, the, they can't even get around the Lowe's hairpin. It's getting really ridiculous that, you know, right. just a little bit of rain and you can't even get around there. I know, you know, a lot of people were able to, and a couple of them got caught out. Logan is one of them. I know, but right. it's just it's one of those things that if if that's happening now, you know, I only see the cars increasing in size, or even if they stay at that size, you know, it, it's it's showing now that this is becoming an issue where if you can't even really get around. Rascast is one thing, but the Lowe's hairpin, like I mean, it's just it's getting to the point now where it's a traffic jam. It looks like a traffic right. jam. So it just looks ridiculous when you're watching it. So. I think that they'll be able to to maintain uh, hosting it there for a while. I, I think the the fanfare part, you know, everyone going there, pulling up in their yachts and all that. That's one yeah. thing. But there's also there's history with that too, where that that was the that was the whole Valencia thing, and you know, having them go out to that circuit, and that was supposed to be a big thing with having the yachts pull up and all that, and that didn't go very well for a lot of other reasons. But again, just right. I think they can that that kind of thing can move around, but. The triple crown thing might be the the big one where, you know, it, it's 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 that's like saying then the Indy 500 or Le Mans would be uh, possibly being you know nixed from the World Endurance Championship or the IndyCar Championship. You know, it's 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 that big to to I think the powers that be. So right. I think they're going to continue to just push through this thing and just tell everyone, hey, just you know, continue with this procession of a race. Damn. Do you like, how do you feel about Monaco? I don't like it. Okay. How do you feel? How do you feel about Spa? Spa, it's. it's oh, I, kinda, I, I like it. It's like it's. Yeah. it's yeah. I like. I I love the uphill elevation. It's, I like it. I'm, but I ain't gonna lie. After looking at Kyle Lamy and just looking at that circuit, I'm like, that's dope. 
Like the track layout is dope. I could give up definitely Monaco for that. I could like in a heartbeat. Wouldn't be y'all wouldn't even flinch about that. Spa, I could still do it. Now when it comes to like I ain't doing it for Coda, definitely. That's one of my favorite circuits. Yeah. Um like Yeah, Coda. Now I'm gonna wait to see this Vegas because I'm not gonna lie to you. Vegas looks like a squared NASCAR track to me. Just like kind of like Austria. Austria is like a NASCAR track to me. <laughs> it's like it's like the Formula One version of a NASCAR track in Austria. To me, that's what it is. So if you had to pick one of the circuits to give up so Kyalami could get on, which circuit would it be? Mm, that's a good question. I, I my my choices will be a, a little weird because I, I think some of them are kind of iconic when I think mm. about them, but I just think that there's really nothing it doesn't really bring much to the table. One okay. of them, hot take, Monza could go away. Some people Ooh. might think that that might not be a, a good one, but, and I like Monza, but I just feel like, again, that's another one of those tracks that's, oh, they have to make certain improvements, then they're promising to do it by 2025 and all that. Like, I just feel like there's always other ones that get pressure to get certain things done. And these other ones are just kept there because, the just style. because, because they've been yeah. around for years, they've been around for, and I get it. I, I'm not arguing against it, but, Monza had a lot of issues the last couple of years just for the fans that were there and what they had to deal with. I feel like if those if those are the ones that you keep, then they should be in tip top shape and they should be they should right. have the most action out of all the other tracks. I, I feel like that's one that could possibly go away. I okay. think um, that's another good one. Mm. At Spa, I go back and forth because, again, it's one of those that it's I, I like Spa because it's fun to play in the game. Let's, okay. let's, I mean, let's be really real True. about it. It's fun to play in a game. We know, we know the track. It's got all those iconic corners. I think that's what keeps people, you know, uh, saying that they want to stick with certain ones. Same thing with Monza. We know all the different names of the corners and all the, you know, the different history that came along with it. Uh, Imola's another one where, you know, I, I just feel like there's a couple of them in there that we really would just, I think, we could do away with. Um Singapore, yeah. I think Singapore is yeah. one of those that it's oh man, it's Singapore, a lot yeah, to, yeah, it's, it's and I get it, it's it's a technical circuit, all that, you know, what comes along it's with it. But my, now, yeah. as time goes on, it's 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 too much to deal with. I feel like I think that you know it, the way that these things get rained out now, the way that um, just the temperatures, the drivers have been complaining about that, um, the fact that they're it's it, they're they're so out of it by the time the race is over, and I get it, that's part of it too. But right, right, right. It's not much really going on there at that one either. So uh, that's a few that come to the top of my head that I'm. What do you think about Budapest? Hungary. Uh, Hungary. I think Hungary's good. I like Hungary because okay. it, it is it is it is the Monaco without the walls. It's it's very very tight. Good. It's very it's you know you got to be very very precise. So if you get rid of Monaco, you got Hungary. That's pretty much that's, that's pretty much the same thing just without the walls. That's Any cool. little slip up at Hungary, and I mean that's your. It, that's your lap ruined. That's right. you know they, they've always called that like the Monaco without walls. So I would say um, that could stay, but yeah, Monaco I could I could do without. And if I was to bring a track in, of course mm -hmm. Kailami is a good one to bring in. I think you could bring back um, Sepang. You could bring back Ooh, uh, yeah, great track, really good track. Uh, yeah. Vietnam, Vietnam was trying to get back on. That whole thing fell apart because of the whole COVID thing. So yeah, so there's no really kind of no reason not to revisit that, right? Right? Okay. I think Which that they're only China. about. I think they're. I think they only needed about. Uh, they needed some money to to bring it back up to um, FI Formula One grade, but it wasn't like it was out of the question for them to do it. Okay. So I think that 
with all these things going on with these tracks, uh, China, of course, pulling back out because of COVID, because they're just, we never know yeah. what's going to happen with what's going on there. I think that right. they should also revisit some of the tracks that they've already raced at that are already up to Formula One grades, something like a Sepang or a Vietnam. Those, those are good tracks, too. Uh, okay. That could replace some of these that, I, I mean, instead of just going back and forth with China, I know China is a good circuit, too. But like I said, they've got a couple other ones that are over there as well in Asia that they could they could bring, they could uh, bring back, too. So. Okay. All right. My final one, Zandavort. Hmm. It was off the it was off the calendar for so long. It came back. I think that was more of a. Um, I think that was in the beginning. It seemed like it was more of a cash grab, but the okay. track is good. I, I I can't really fault them for that. It is it is a good track. The bent corners and all that make it really interesting. Uh, I would I keep that over some of the other ones, uh, just because. It's a, it's actually a, a decent track. Uh, I would, yeah, I would keep that one over some of the other ones. I'm trying to think of. I must say something. Rambro has a has a decent simple idea. He said I wouldn't mind having a track rotation schedule, and I think that would be good. Like for them to lock certain things in. We see tracks on a year odd even years. We'd have a different schedule of tracks, and maybe you see some of the same, but some of them different odd even years. I think that would be a good idea if they could actually get the contracts and get certain tracks in line and. They were up to code, but I think, like Will said, they're keeping some of these circuits on the calendar and without little, without much pressure to get up to standards just because of nostalgia. Now, Stefano DeMonacali said that that was not going to be the case. He said that these circuits were going to have to be up to code. They were going to have to be up to standard or they were going to go. We weren't just going to keep circuits due to historian value. And just like anything else with the FIA and Formula One and FOM and Liberty Media, we're seeing we're hearing you talk a lot, but seeing you not do what you're talking about. So I'm going to be looking to see is Monaco going to be in jeopardy next season or some of these other tracks going to be up to standard because that's what Stefano said. So I'm just waiting to see if what you said is actually going to come true. So I think this is good. I think uh, I think we I am disappointed about the South African deal falling apart. I'm also a bit disappointed about the double standard that people may tend are having about South Africa or Africa period in regards to the deal being broke. I saw somebody said I wouldn't want to race with terrorists. I wouldn't want to race with terrorists either, but South Africa in this situation haven't been factually proven to be terrorists. And when they are, I will talk to it and we'll we'll deal with that then. But it's just accusations, allegations and accusing people right now. They haven't brought any receipts, like Will said. Whereas we got Haas, we got receipts. But they still here chilling and racing and got new sponsors and about to get another. Alfred Mayo is about to don Haas in 2024. Like, so how is one team that's in Formula One that should have the most responsibility to adhere to any guidelines that Formula One or the United States want to enforce, but they, they're, they're not having to? So. And also, you know, for the thing that, you know, for people saying that this whole, like, terrorist thing and all that, you know, that there, there are a lot of other things that go on around other tracks that, and again, we, like we talked about with the whole Jetta situation, Bahrain back uh, right. in the beginning when, when that track was introduced, I think around, like, not when it was introduced, but like 2010 or 2011, they had a whole situation there. Um, so I, there are there are other things that go on in other tracks and in other countries that are still right. on the calendar. Where again, like I said, when it gets to that whole geopolitical thing and there's stuff going on in different countries, sometimes these things that occur, people just kind of glance over it, or even just the bigger issue of this of the sports washing that goes on mm. from all of these circuits that are going on there, 
and people seem to not really have an issue with the stuff that's going on there. So um, I, I agree with you also that this is one of those things that they have to let this kind of play out and see what happens. But right. I really do believe at the heart of all this, this was kind of a play to to get whatever money or whatever things that they needed to put this in place and say, OK, we'll put this on hold. We'll, we'll, we'll see you again in 2025 then since you didn't want to do what we need you to do to get it done for 2024. I really feel like at the core of all this, that's really what happened. And now it's turning into this whole, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with Russia and they use that to be able to, to, um, you know, to, to change the whole narrative right. and say, this is really what's going on. I think that that's what's going on because it's, I do think that, you know, like I said, for them to say that it's on pause and then it's going to they'll revisit it in 2025 was, yeah, I feel like it was almost like a, you know, <laughs> right. do, what we, do what we ask you to do type of thing. You know, it's just right. Sit on sit on it for another two years to see how you feel about that price tag. <laughs> yeah, think, think about what you did. Just, just think about this again and uh, we'll come back to you. We got other ones on the calendar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, so listen, you all, we're, we're not going to hold your ear too long. Uh, me and Will just want to come on here, definitely give you an opportunity to meet one another Wolfpack fam uh, so he could package that burger up for you and you'd probably take a little bit better because when I made it earlier, it was a triple culinary bypass type burger and you probably saw it and was like, damn. Well, you know, he's hey, got the good burger and package up, sesame seed, bun, boom, it's going to be for you. So just want to come on and do that. We will be back live again this week. We also have Effort Grudge Racing Series coming up Sunday and for Wolfpack family members, you already know we got the pop-up podcast guest coming, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different where you will be able to ask questions uh, in the as far as getting them read out. And Will might actually be one of the moderators that will be in there that will pass the questions on along or not. So that's going to be a good treat for us, and that's going to supposedly we're scheduled to have that tomorrow. All right, zero eighty-three. I would like to see. Oh, Instabowl back on the calendar. How you feel about that, Will, before we go? He says he wants to see Instabowl back on the cal calendar. Uh, you think. Lewis Hamilton taking his seventh there. I think okay. back to, I think it's, I, I think it's a good track. You like it? Okay. But I have to throw I, that in there. You know, just throw that in there. You know, <laughs> just throw that in there. Some good memories. Some good memories. Some good memories there. Man, uh, turn his intermediates into slicks. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. I like it. All right, you all. So we will see you all soon. Thank you for joining us, everybody, with the live. And uh, we will have this strictly in podcast format tomorrow. If you missed it, you will be able to see it there again. So me and Will are about to be out. You all be safe. Peace and love. We are out.